Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Business Strategy. In the last episode, we talked about IARs, initiatives, actions, and results. And this is a framework that I came up with in my consulting practice, Cultivar, to help organizations to execute their strategies successfully. Now, just a real quick recap in case you're tuning in and maybe it's been a little bit since you listened to the last episode, or maybe you haven't even heard of the term IAR. So let me explain that in more detail. The genesis of IARs really came down to this. As I've worked with companies across the country in different industries, I realized that there's this massive gap between creating a strategy, having a strategy blueprint, saying, hey, this is where we're going to compete. This is how we're going to compete. And this is how we're going to win. And then taking what's on that piece of paper and actually making it a reality. That's where strategy execution typically unravels. Okay, so in order to help companies to wrap their heads around execution, I came up with this framework called IARs, Initiatives, Actions, and Results. So when you really think about a goal, okay, a goal is the same thing as an objective. So if you've heard the term objective and goal, let's just treat them as synonymous when it comes to what we're talking about here with strategy execution. So a goal and an objective If you break down the definition of a goal, which is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result, that's out of the dictionary there. The object, which is the initiative of a person's ambition or effort, which is the action or an aim or desired result is ultimately the result. So what I saw is so many companies, they were using all different terms when it came to goals and objectives and initiatives and actions that I realized I had to put in place a cohesive framework which allowed companies to get this right. Now, some companies just set goals, and if the goal doesn't have these three components, the initiative clearly defined, the action that they're gonna take in order to accomplish and move this initiative forward, or the result, what how they're gonna measure the success of this goal, then it falls short. So that's why IARs are very powerful and ultimately, IARs break down the term goal. Okay, so that's that's the starting point here. Now, I have a great resource for you. I, I mentioned this in last episode, but I'm going to put this at the beginning of the episode, which is the Mative website. So Mative is our strategy execution software that we use with organizations to help them set KPIs and to measure their initiatives, actions, and results. If you go to that website, Mative which is M for Mississippi, A as in Alpha, T as in Tennessee, I as in India, O as in Oscar.io, native.io. On that website, you can look and there are examples right in the heading. And if you navigate there, it will pull up all these different examples of initiatives. So you don't have to start from ground zero. So if you're in the process of taking your strategy blueprint, or maybe you don't even have a strategy blueprint yet, and you're trying to craft something and then go execute on it, that's a great resource for you to see initiatives and results that I pulled together from all these different experiences and through our work, um, consulting organizations, I put it right there for you on that website, so check that out. Okay, so now that you understand what initiatives, actions, and results are, if you want a refresher or you wanna dive deeper into this, go back to episode 12 where I dive into this, but really what I wanna do is I wanna spend the next 10 minutes or so narrowing in on what an initiative actually is. Okay, so an initiative is an act or a strategy that is intended to resolve a strategic problem. 
Now remember, before you could even start with IARs and before you could even define your initiatives, you have to understand what is the strategic problem that your company is facing and that it's trying to overcome with its strategy. The initiative helps you to overcome or to resolve this strategic problem that your organization is facing. Okay, it's also an initiative is something that can improve a situation, enhance the customer experience. It provides a fresh approach to something through innovation, and it gives you the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do so, which is advantages. So if you look at the definition, it has those four components within that term. Okay, so let me explain that here in a little bit more detail because this is really important. Let me just say this another way. An initiative should encompass and contribute to the advancement of all those four things I just said. Okay, so imagine you're looking at a circle and the circle is broken into a half first. I just split the circle, you know, right down the middle. And on one side, I have capture value for companies. And on the other side of the circle, I have create value for people. That's really what an initiative comes down to from a high level. On one side, it helps an organization to capture value through price premiums, cost efficiencies, or through growth. We've talked about that before when it comes to tying finance and strategy together. Or initiatives help to create value. And sometimes they do both. Sometimes there's overlap. Now, if you divide those halves into halves, so you have four quarters here, really those are the four things that an initiative should do. Number one, it should resolve strategic problems, like I mentioned before. An initiative should help you to overcome your strategic problem. And number two, it should help you to build advantages. Those two things allow companies to capture value, like I said, through price premiums, cost efficiencies, and growth. On the other side of the equation, to create value, initiatives should enhance the customer experience and promote innovation. Now, you may be wondering, do your initiatives have to touch on all four of those areas? The answer is no. But if you have an initiative and it's not even addressing any of those things, resolving a strategic problem, building advantages, enhancing the customer experience, or promoting innovation, then you may be off track here. I've seen this over and over again with organizations. I'll look at their initiatives that they're pursuing, then I'll look at their strategy and more specifically their strategic problem, and there's this massive disconnect. So if your strategic problem is that you have declining revenue and your profit margin as a result is going down and you're worried about the viability of your business, but then over here you have these initiatives to go do some random stuff like implement technology, then I would have to ask, okay, is implementing technology going to contribute to increasing the top line of getting more business from customers? And if that's not the case, then you're focused on the wrong things. When I was a CFO, I used to walk through our offices. We had an office up in Boston. I remember I'd fly there from Chattanooga and I'd walk around the office and there's a great team. And I would find people in the elevator. I'd go up to people you know, at their desk or in the lunchroom and I'd just say, hey, how's it going? How's life? I, you know, shoot the breeze with them. And then I would ask them, so what are you working on? And then they would tell me, and then I'd ask them, what's the strategy of the business, do you think? And I'd get all different types of responses. And when there was a massive disconnect between the real strategy that we set at the top of the organization and what the frontline workers were actually saying, I realized that our initiatives were not clear enough. And I take responsibility for that. 
So I would have to go back and make sure, okay, we need better clarity on our initiatives. We need to get everybody focused on the right initiatives and align everybody's work so we're driving these things forward. So really, that's what it comes down to when I'm talking about an initiative. Those four things, resolving strategic problems, building advantages, enhancing the customer experience, and promoting innovation. If your initiative touches on one of those, great. If it touches on all four of those, even better. Okay, but you don't always have to touch on all four of those. So don't hear me wrong. So when you're crafting an initiative, remember, have that strategic problem front and center. Make sure that you're trying to overcome your strategic problem with your initiatives. But then you have to ask yourself, okay, what is the upside of pursuing this specific initiative? And if the upside isn't that great, if it's small, then maybe that's not the best initiative to pursue right now. In your organization or in your business unit, you should be pursuing no more than five initiatives at a given time. I would say the ideal number is somewhere between one and three. And if you can't clearly identify what your initiatives are, just start with one. Too many companies, they just run out and they get excited, especially when I help them craft their strategy blueprint. They get so excited, they get so pumped up because now they have clarity about the future and there's all this energy floating around the organization. The trap that they fall into is trying to set too many initiatives after that meeting. So I say, slow down, folks. Let's just identify the most critical ones. And if we need to just start with one, let's just do that. And when we master that, we can move on to more. I was working with this company years ago, and I heard about their strategy process before I came around, and they would rent out a school, like auditorium, and they would get together with their teams, and they would come up with like over 80 initiatives in these meetings, in these offsite meetings. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. How would you get people to focus on 80 things? I mean, imagine that you're a CEO and you say, look, hey everybody, it's gonna be a great year. We're gonna be highly focused. We're gonna prioritize our time and our resources on these 80 initiatives. It's kind of contradictory, right? So we definitely don't wanna go down that path. So one to five, I'd say one to three is ideal. Don't go more than five. Now your initiatives, going back to the upside, if you perform a certain initiative and you perform it well and you're able to successfully execute on it and you're able to save the company a million dollars, depending on your size and scale, that may be a worthwhile initiative. However, you may be pursuing other initiatives and if you successfully accomplish them, the upside is only $10,000, I would say that's too small. You're thinking too small, so go even bigger. Okay, initiatives are really, really important to get right. The other thing that I see organizations get wrong is that they confuse initiatives and actions. So redesigning the website is not an initiative. That's an action. It's an action that is a part of a bigger initiative. Remember, actions are the things that we do to advance initiatives, to accomplish our initiatives. Don't get those two things confused. So going back to the website example, building out the website or redoing the website could be part of the initiative to strengthen the company's brand. Maybe the company has a strategic problem, they lack market awareness, they're not being seen by their customers, competitors are taking their market share, or they're not capturing enough market share, and therefore, they need to put in place an initiative to strengthen the brand to overcome their strategic problem. Well, an action step may be to redo the website. And really, that's a hypothesis where you're saying, I think the best action to take that has the biggest potential upside is to redo the website. And that's how I think we're gonna advance our initiative and really make progress here. That's a hypothesis. As you go act on that, if it doesn't move the needle, and that's where you need to measure it through your results, 
then you're probably pursuing the wrong actions. So aligning actions underneath your initiative and then measuring your initiatives through the result, this is where IARs all tie together is really critical. Okay, so I kind of spoke quickly because I get really excited about this, but I wanted to do this episode to help you to understand what initiatives actually are and to help you as you go and execute on IARs. This is a, a very important thing to get right because if your initiatives are wrong, your results are gonna be wrong, your actions are gonna be wrong, and everything's gonna be a mess. If I could be a service to you, then go to the Cult of Our website, our company's website, and you can schedule a call or you could fill out a form and you could connect directly with us. And I'd love to help you with this and, and talk you through this in more detail. Like I said, if you get your initiatives right and you can successfully execute your on your strategy, oh my gosh, the upside is enormous. And I think the future is so bright. There's so many opportunities that exist out there for organizations, but they have to get their strategy right. So hopefully this episode helped you to understand how initiatives work and how you can apply them more effectively in your business. In the meantime, keep learning ambitiously, especially when it comes to strategy and finance. And if there's anything I could do to help you out, please reach out. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And until next episode, take care of yourself. Cheers. Hey, real quick. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have business questions and you want to be featured on this podcast, send me an email at contact at cultivar.com and either type out your question or send a video or voice recording stating your name, your location, and what's on your mind. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, be sure to check out my other podcast called Boosting Your Financial IQ. All right, you have new knowledge. Go out there and execute. And until next time, cheers. Hey, real quick, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have business questions and you want to be featured on this podcast, send me an email at contact at cultivar.com and either type out your question or send a video or voice recording stating your name, your location, and what's on your mind. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, be sure to check out my other podcast called Boosting Your Financial IQ. All right, you have new knowledge. Go out there and execute. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.